prayer. It's the most ancient tenet of our faith and the most common way to commune with God. Yet, we often find ourselves returning to the same questions about prayer. How do we pray? Why do we pray? And does it really change things? So maybe it's time to refresh our understanding and revitalize our practice of this holy occupation. It's time to talk about prayer. Good morning, Element. It is so beautiful and wonderful and filling from my heart to worship with you guys this morning. Happy Father's Day to all the dads with us and online. Um, we're so glad to celebrate you guys today. And I just want to say on a personal note, and I will say more when I can, but I just want to say on a personal note to all of you guys who have sent food and cards and flowers and help and everything for our family, um, our gratitude goes far beyond words. Um, we have felt so much love and support from Element this week. So there's no place I would rather be today than here with my family, my family family, and my Element family. Um, and my family online. So we're very grateful for all of you guys. And I'll just say up front that I certainly struggled with the decision about whether to speak today, because <laughs> um, this is all still very fresh in our family. And of course, I'm feeling, you know, the overwhelm of emotion and exhaustion that comes in the wake of losing my dad. But as I thought about my dad and what he would have wanted on this day, and what he would have done on this day if it were him, I knew that I had to speak. So I'm speaking for him today, but also for all of us. Um, because this message is about prayer today, as you saw in the bumper. And while the message is not going to be about my dad, I think this message honors my dad. I think it is something that he prayed over us for us to grow in our life of prayer here at Element, for us to feel the beauty of communion with the Spirit of God as we learn a deeper life of prayer. And so I feel like this message is certainly honoring to him today, and he was certainly a holy force of prayer when he would pray. He was my role model for that, and so I hope we can learn a few things from his example and a few things from the scriptures this morning. So we're going to turn our hearts to the topic of prayer. And Benjamin has been teaching us the last few weeks about some different facets of prayer, some different ways, methods, meanings of prayer, right? So we talked about vision up prayer, vision up prayer, which is a prayer of adoration, right? It's the prayer of worship to God. It's looking to God and confessing what is true about him and confessing what is true about us and then overflowing in worship to him. That is vision up prayer, looking to God. And then last week, we talked about vision in prayer, which is a prayer of transformation. It's a prayer of looking with God, not with God, looking like God, <laughs> like Jesus, as he comes into our lives and we transform to be more like him, right? So today, we're going to talk about vision out prayer which is a prayer of looking with God, right? A prayer of looking through his eyes of love into the world and responding with what we see in prayer. So that is vision out prayer. Looking 
at others through God's eyes of love. So a few weeks ago, our family went through a terrible ordeal of having no internet. Now, we've been through several terrible ordeals lately, but this particular terrible ordeal was quite an event in our family because Chris couldn't work on any of his video projects that had super tight deadlines. The kids couldn't do their schoolwork. They couldn't watch their shows. I couldn't work. It was a very drastic situation. We were living in the dark ages. We had to pack up our stuff every day and go traipsing off to people's homes with all of our stuff like refugees so we could come in there and the children could have their downloads and Chris could have his internet and we would all survive. It was quite a time to be alive. So when the internet typically goes out, right, it usually can be restored within a day. Like that's normal. Get the internet going within a day or two. But no, this particular time it was five days in and we still had no internet and it was, it was very stressful. So we had toiled and we had traveled and we had tried to figure out what was going on with the internet. So finally, Chris went out to the front with our handyman and they tried to figure out what it was. And what had happened was that the lot next door to us has been sold. And so they're bringing heavy machinery in there day after day to clear the lot and prepare to build a new house there. Well, apparently they have found a cable buried shallowly in the dirt. I thought it must have been an old cable. So they severed the cable, not once, but twice on both sides of their driveway. They simply cut the cable. And that was our fiber optic cable for our internet. So we had none. So thankfully, the frontier people finally came and saw this severed cable and saved us from the very, very dark ages of no internet by running a new fiber optic line. However, on this particular day that they ran the fiber optic line, it was apparently too much trouble to bury the fiber optic line. So instead what they did is they just ran it across the driveway. And we happen to have a picture of what this looked like. Yes, here it is. They just taped this glass wire across the driveway with some caution tape and a lot of flags, and there was our internet restored. Now, you may be wondering what that story has to do with prayer, but I'm going to tell you in a little bit. So, But keep this image, okay? Keep this image because we're going to come back to this image. And it's going to help us maybe have a little bit of a vision of what this vision out prayer is all about. Now, even better news, they came a couple days ago and called and said they were turning off the internet again. And I was like, this is not the time, people. But fortunately, it's a short uh, restoration, and now the cable is buried again. So perhaps we shall not have to face no internet again. All right. So keep that vision in mind, and we're going to get back to it soon. So another word that the church and the scripture has used for this idea of vision out prayer, the prayer where we look with God, is called intercession. Intercession, okay? And you may have heard that word before, maybe the first time you're hearing it. But intercession, simply put, is just praying on behalf of others, right? It's praying for someone else. But it's not just praying for someone else. There's a little more to it than that. And we're going to talk about that today for a few minutes. But when we think of this vision out prayer, this intercession, okay, it's a prayer where we look into the world. We see others the way that God sees them. And we pray for them. And that's called intercession. Now, there are lots of examples of intercession in the Bible. You may be able to think of a few. I can think of Abraham. 
right? Abraham prayed to save the city of Sodom, to, for God to spare it, right? He interceded and he prayed. Or we might think of Moses, who prayed many times, many times for the nation of Israel, and he even offered his own life to spare the nation of Israel with God. Or we might think of Nehemiah. He prayed to God for favor in the rebuilding of the walls of Jerusalem. He interceded on behalf of his people. And we certainly might think of the Apostle Paul, whose letters are filled with prayers for the people of all the churches that he was writing to, right? And we may think of Jesus himself, who prayed very often for others. In fact, I think his whole life was a prayer, a vision out, right? So his prayer for the disciples in John 17 is a beautiful example of interceding on behalf of others to the Father. So let's look at that in John 17. Jesus prayed, I am coming to you now, but I say these things while I am still in the world, so that they may have the full measure of my joy within them. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, for they are not of the world any more than I am of the world. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of it. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. For them, I sanctify myself, that they too may be truly sanctified. Now, this prayer of Jesus goes on for a long time, right? And he's praying blessing over not only his disciples, but for all who would come after him. And he's interceding on behalf of them. He's saying, I'm putting myself in between you and these people I'm praying for, God, and I'm asking for your blessing and your grace and your favor for them. Now, there is a common theme in all these stories that we've just talked about of the apostles and the prophets and Jesus himself. When these people were praying on behalf of others, the common theme is compassion and love, right? It's love that causes these prayers to come forth from us, to intercede, to pray to God on behalf of someone else that is born from a place of love. Vision out prayer is a prayer of love, right? Vision up is a prayer of adoration. Vision in is a prayer of transformation. And vision out is a prayer of love. Now, when I think of this intercession, right, this vision out prayer, I kind of think of that severed internet cable. And I think of the ones who came to restore and protect it, okay? because they saw a place where something had been cut off, it had been broken, it had been severed, and they joined in the work of restoration. Zach Elliott, in his book Now I See, talks about these rips in the fabric of Shalom, the places where the world is broken, because the end goal is Shalom, it's peace, it's wholeness, right? And he writes about these rips where things are broken and not as they should be. They're not whole, right? And he talks about our work at the seams of those tears, those broken places, those severed places, our work where the, at the places where shalom has been violated. What could our prayers do as a part of that work? How could our prayers begin the work of repairing the rips in that fabric of peace 
of taking those severed cables and bringing them back together. Now, I don't think that our prayers can actually repair the broken places, right? Ryan Dory told me that if you for sure know what you're doing, you can actually glue the fiber optic cables back together. We did not know what we're doing, so we did not try and do that. But apparently you can, right? And if we were to try and fix all the rips in the fabric of Shalom ourselves, perhaps it would turn out about as great as that would have because we are not really capable of fixing all the brokenness in this world, nor is it really our job. It's our job to participate. But part of that participation begins with prayer. It begins with asking the Spirit of God to come do that healing. And I think that's what our vision out prayers are doing, right? To align those places and begin the work of wholeness. And maybe sometimes, maybe sometimes, in the moments when the repair isn't complete, where the brokenness isn't fully mended, maybe we can be that channel of God's love to flow so that the place doesn't have to be completely broken, right? My dad went through his dark days of depression many years ago before he came up with dynamic living and did all that he did in this world. When he was coming out of that, he wrote a description of the person that he wanted to be, the person he was created to be. And the very first sentence was, I am a channel through which the love of God flows to others. And I, I picture those cables, those broken places, and I picture our prayers and our presence being those channels where the love of God can flow, even in the brokenness, until the day when all is made new. So I pray that our prayers would be the same, to be those channels where we can be the love of God. So there are three pieces of vision out prayer that we're going to think about really briefly this morning. And the first one is noticing. Noticing. When we see through God's eyes of love, when we look out into the world, we begin to notice the places that are broken, right? If we think about that severed cable, somebody who didn't know what they were looking for probably would have just seen some cable in the dirt and not known what it was or why it might need to be put back together, right? They might have not had the eyes that would have noticed what that meant. But a trained eye could spot that cable immediately and know what it was, right? And it's the same for us. When we see with God's eyes, we begin to notice the pain that's behind the eyes of the people we're talking to, right? And we begin to notice the weariness. And we begin to hear the cries for help. And we begin to pay attention. And we begin to notice the joys, too. We don't only notice the broken things. We notice the good things. We notice the places where things are healing as well when we see through the eyes of God. But there's a big part of noticing that we always have to remember. And you know you've heard it from us before, but it's slowing down. Slowing down. When they first put up the, the barrier of caution tape and all the orange flags and our new cable across the driveway, I drove past it several days before I even noticed that it was there. Because I wasn't really looking for I wasn't really looking to see what was happening over on the side of the road. 
Maybe I was driving too fast. Maybe I was too stuck in my own thoughts. Maybe I was just fixated on the road in front of me, but I didn't notice it, even though it was, I mean, I don't even know how many flags. You only saw a very small portion. 30 flags right down my street. I didn't notice them, right? And how often can we do the same thing, the people around us? Because we're going too fast, we're so fixated on where we're going that we don't notice where we might be able to be a channel of God's love. So what could a prayer of noticing look like? I think it would begin with just a prayer of God, slow me down and keep me present, right? Help me see your people. Help me notice their pain. Help me notice their joy. Help me celebrate their victory. Help me see as you see, right? Zach Elliott writes, I notice the good and I affirm it. I notice the broken and I acknowledge it. And I notice the future and I agree with the coming wholeness. So the second piece of vision out prayer is embrace. Embrace, right? Sometimes God moves us to do more than pray. When we notice these things, when we notice broken places, sometimes he moves us to speak words of blessing or peace directly to the person who is broken, to the place that is broken, right? Or show up at their house with food or help or manpower or money or whatever it is that he might be moving in our spirits to do to participate in the mending, right? And that's all an act of embrace. But we can embrace just with our prayers. We can. We can embrace with our prayers. We can celebrate the things that are good. Truly celebrate in our hearts with the Father what is good in someone else's life. That is an embrace. And we can mourn the things that are broken. Truly mourn with grief and pain with the Father. That is interceding for the sake of others, right? And we can participate in the work of mending, mending and healing simply in our prayers. By praying that God will do the work we can't do and trusting him to do it. And that is a prayer of embrace. Last week, this church embraced our family in prayer. I know you did <laughs> because I felt it. But also we were watching on the live stream last Sunday morning, right after dad had went home to be with Jesus. We were all together and none of us had slept and our faces were all swollen and we were just still coming out of the shock. But we knew that we needed the love and prayers of our community, right? We knew where to take the brokenness. And even though we couldn't be here in person, we felt your prayer. We felt your grief. We felt your petition to God for comfort and strength as we were with you, even from far away. And we began a process of healing that morning as you grieved with us. That is a prayer of embrace in this beautiful church. And I know that your prayers have not stopped for us. It truly feels like you, you picked up those severed cables. You held them back together. And you prayed for God to do the work of the healing, and he will, and he is. So the last part of vision out prayer is love. One of my favorite quotes about love 
is from Bob Goff. And he says, love is not something we fall into. Love is someone we become. I think our vision out prayer is a manifestation of this truth, that we have become love. We have become like Jesus. And the more we transform to be like him, the more our prayers look like his, which are prayers of love for others. The more we get our eyes off ourselves and we see with God's eyes the world around us. And our prayers echo the posture of that heart, which is love, right? Love first and always, love that sacrifices, love that affirms, love that perseveres and protects, love, right? Now, while all of this is beautiful and important, it does not always come easy. Maybe it does more for this community because we practice these things a lot, but sometimes, even though we can grieve with someone or celebrate with someone, we definitely do that a lot. But sometimes the words of the prayers feel hard when we're interceding on behalf of others, right? And maybe it's maybe we want to pray for someone, but we don't have the exact words. We don't know what will make a difference, or we don't know what to ask for. And that's okay. That is okay. And I don't have all the answers for that. But I wanted to share a few of the things that I do when I pray for you or pray for others um, when I'm interceding. So here's a few things I do when I'm looking for the words. When I'm praying for someone else, I say their name. I say their name, their whole name. When I'm praying for your families, I don't just pray for the feaster family. I pray for Mariah and Judah and Savannah and Amber right? Say their name. There's something about that holy moment of taking that person, that soul, to the Father. It's holy. The next thing is when I'm praying for someone, I pray pray from a place of empathy. Empathy, right? If my prayers are coming from a place of judgment or condemnation, Or feeling like, I kind of know this person needs God, so maybe you should give them my wisdom. Then I I need to back up, right, and go back to the vision in prayer and pray for my own heart first, right? Empathy. Vision out prayers are prayers that look with God. And God understands all the broken places in every heart, right? So the prayers come from that place. When I'm committed to pray for someone, I pray regularly, regularly. I even track it on my app and my phone sometimes when I'm really committed to specifically interceding for someone or something. I will, I will track it because it's important to me to make it a practice in my life, not just when it flits through my brain, right? So praying regularly. Sometimes I include a fast as part of that prayer effort um, because I don't want to tell someone I'm praying for them and then not actually do it. That's really important to me. If I say I'm going to pray for someone, I, I do, and I make it regular. When I'm praying for someone, I speak a blessing. Sometimes I pray the same blessing over and over again because that's what's in my heart. That's the words that I have. Maybe it's a simple blessing. Maybe it's a simple word. Whatever it is, I speak a blessing. It's, whatever I'm praying for, it's important to me to speak words of light and life over that over that person. 
And then when I'm praying for someone, I call out the darkness. Call out the darkness. Because when it's spoken, it's brought into the light, right? So if I feel, when I'm praying for someone, if I feel a spirit of despair or discouragement or anger or bitterness or whatever dark thing may be causing or adding to the brokenness, I will speak it. I will speak it and I will call the power of Jesus over it because darkness loses that power in the light, right? Zach Elliott writes that we beg to, we beg to differ with the darkness. We beg to differ with the darkness, right? A vision out prayer says, I see this night, this sorrow, this pain, this brokenness, this division, this fear, this death. I see it but I beg to differ with it because those things are not the end of the story. They're not the end of the story because the end of the story is all things made new. That is the one true narrative of redemption. And that's what vision out prayer agrees with. Redemption, wholeness, all things made new. And even with all that, Sometimes I still don't know what to say. Sometimes we still don't know what to say when we're praying for a place of deep brokenness or grief or sorrow, right? When my dad was in his final moments, I couldn't find the words that I wanted. I held him tight and I tried hard to pray and I did pray but my words were broken and confused and there was a lot of the name of Jesus and it felt like it wasn't enough in that moment. It felt like it wasn't enough because, I mean, I wanted to say the words that would have stopped death in its tracks. That's what I wanted. And if not that, I at least wanted to say the words that would have brought peace, right? But my words were broken but what I do know is that it was enough. Because sometimes there are not words. But the Spirit was there doing the work beyond what we can pray. Romans 8 says, The Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for. But the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father who knows all hearts know what the Spirit is saying, for the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. My prayer didn't heal my dad's body that night. And I don't know how much peace my words brought to him. But I know that the Spirit of God did bring him peace. And I know that the Spirit of God was pleading with my prayers for the outcome that was in harmony with God's will. And I know that even in the face of the monumental loss, God is working it all together for good. Because it's the nature of his heart to do so. 
That's the one true narrative. The band can come up as we finish today. I'm going to read a quote from Now I See. Zach writes, Our prayer becomes, May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We surrender the outcome of our outpouring, and we trust his timing and provision. Our hope is not in our ability to participate well with his future, but rather simply in his promise of the dawn. Our effort is not to bring about the new age of shalom, but to traverse the seams, watching and waiting with hope for it to come. And I pray that we will remember this about our prayers, that it's not about the power to, to change all of the circumstances that we wish we could. Sometimes it absolutely is. But what it's really about is the hope in the one true narrative of redemption that is always the end of the story. It's about trust in the perfect love that is already given. Our prayers draw us closer to the dawn. So may we pray that with our vision up, adoring the creator who loves us unconditionally, and with our vision in, asking for transformation, opening ourselves in surrender to him, and with our vision out, noticing and embracing and loving this creation, our brothers and sisters, our community, and noticing the good and the broken and the future all commingled together with love. Let's pray. God, we thank you for your presence this morning. We thank you for your spirit who calls us to this life of prayer, who calls us to this place of communion with you, this place of trust, this place of surrender, and this place of hope, so that we can look on our lives and our stories with gratitude, so that we can love from a place that is not about what we can make happen, but it's about what we trust you to do. We love you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen.